find where your limit of your comfort zone is and then operate right below that. The more that you operate right below that, you're still within your comfort zone and your comfort zone is going to keep raising. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your daily helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. We have a really awesome guest to share with you today. His name is Jeremy Siegel, and he is the host of one of the top influencer podcasts in the world called Why Influence, where Jeremy interviews some of the world's most influential people to share their hidden knowledge and wisdom. And I can't wait to dive into why he's doing that. But it wasn't always this way for Jeremy. Jeremy used to struggle to share in groups, to share online, and really had a difficult time connecting with people and wanted to find a way how to take that to a different level because he realized he wasn't alone and he knows there's a lot of hidden knowledge in the world. So that's what inspired him to create his podcast. And I can't wait to have him share with you how he became an influencer and what are these important tips and strategies from some of the most influential people in the world, especially what's going on in the world right now. Jeremy, welcome to The Daily Helping. It is great to have you here. Dr. Richard, it's, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much. And a uh, great intro. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, it, well, everything in there is right on the money. And, and, and I've been excited about this interview for a while because I know, especially in a coronavirus world, that getting one's message out there has never been more important because so many people need help. But you know, I teased it a little bit in your intro. This wasn't always the case for you. So I'd like you to kind of walk us back before you became the influencer that you are now. Uh, talk to us about the struggles you had and what ultimately led you to start doing what you're doing right now. Sure. Uh, I'll try to keep it quick. Interrupt me if it's taken too long. But uh, basically, I attribute it to having to give myself permission. Uh, and there's two major times in my life that I feel like I've done that so far. Uh, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur from a young age, and I always saw a CFO position as being the skill set necessary to be an entrepreneur that I was aspiring to get to. So I chose my college degrees towards that. I got an accounting degree. I got an information systems master's to combine systems and accounting. Started out a big for accounting firm, moved on to doing cloud implementation of accounting software. And then by the age of 25, I landed a CFO position at 130 employee medical practice. Uh, so I, I, I got that. I got to, to the CFO position and then I was like, okay, fi finally, I can give myself permission to be an entrepreneur. And before that, I had done tons of stuff entrepreneurial, but never went full force with it. And so after I left that position, I started a business, sold a business, started another business. Uh, and so now I've got like this base, like I've achieved this goal and I was lost for a while. I was like, okay, well now what? You know, I'm not like a multimillionaire, but I know I can live as an entrepreneur for the rest of my life. And so it's Backtracking a little bit, when I first met my wife, her first gift that she gave me on my birthday was a check to join Toastmasters. Uh, that's how bad I was at you know, communicating and, and getting, getting my voice out there. And it took me over four years to cash that check. 
So uh, at the same time, you know, four years after I met my wife at the time, girlfriend, I cashed a check. I joined a mastermind group at the same time, and I started getting practice sharing. And I, I started getting practice uh, helping people overcome, uh, you know, barriers that they're having in their business. And so I started seeing value in my in my voice. Uh, and then from there, I sort of gave myself permission to have a voice after I discovered that it mattered. And uh, that's when I started the podcast is to try to help inspire other people like myself who had this hidden wisdom and knowledge that nobody else had access to, uh, to like start sharing that so we can raise the collective consciousness level of the human race, essentially. I love that. And there's some interesting pieces in that that I want to tease out because you were an entrepreneur and you had achieved not only in the, in the corporate world. I mean, if you're the CFO of a 130-seat company, that's a pretty big deal. But it sounds like despite your success, you, your struggle was really communicating in an effective way with others. Yeah. And I never did on a big level. I never called people. So when I moved out of state, I didn't call people. I rarely texted. I was not good at communicating. Um, but in person, one-on-one, -on -one, I'm great. But you know, unless you had me in the same room as you and we could talk one-on-one, -on -one, you, you most likely didn't get access to, to my wisdom, essentially. And even on Facebook, like before I started the podcast, uh, it was seven months prior to launching my podcast was the last comment or post that I made. And it had one comment from a friend saying, dang, this guy's still on Facebook. So it was seven months before my podcast, I had one post that I had. And that post talked about how they haven't heard me from me in forever. So like I literally went cold turkey, not sharing to having a podcast. Okay. And so I'm excited about where we're going to go next with this, because there's a lot of people I'm sure listening to this who perhaps out of necessity, are, are trying to start their own business, starting to start their own brand, trying to do something to drive some additional revenue into their household because of what's going on with coronavirus. So before we get into what the work you're actually doing on the Why Influence podcast, let's talk about some of the strategies and tips that you used to turn yourself into an influencer and to make your voice heard. Sure. Um, well, I've got some experience growing brands. So like my business I built and sold, I built a brand for it, had value. Uh, my current business, I have about 200,000 social followers that have grown organically. Uh, so I've built a following, but every time I was in a picture or video, I'd edit myself out. Or we were featured in ABC Action News or a couple of news outlets, I would get a friend to be the face of the business. Uh, so I was just always intentionally behind the scenes, partially because I was introverted and didn't want to share, but also partially because I didn't care or thought that it mattered. Uh, but then I you know, reflected more, like once my business is sold, you know, I've gone through the process of having to rebuild a brand from scratch. And, but there's nothing that really follows through other than the life experiences that I had. Uh, so I started seeing value in having a personal brand because that's something that I can carry with me for the rest of my life. Like if I sell my business and people know that I did that, then that carries over as opposed to me selling my business and nobody knowing it happened. And I just tell people it happened if I meet them in person. That's a little bit less credibility. So I saw value in building a personal brand from that regard. And so I put some effort into, um, Putting some thought into building one for myself. So, if the little cartoon light bulb is going off over people's heads hearing that, and they have no personal brand, what are just a few starter strategies that you would recommend to people so that they can they can start developing their own personal brand and build that credibility cachet, so to speak? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, first of all, I would put a lot of focus into discovering your why. So, why are you trying to do the business that you're trying to do? What What are you trying to make an impact on? Why do you want to share? Oh, and just really figure that out. And it's not something that needs to take forever because it can evolve over time. 
Uh, but if you spend a weekend and just like talk to friends and family, ask them what you're good at or what you're passionate about, get outside perspective, uh, reflect on it yourself, make a list of things that you're passionate about and really just discover a why that works and you can redefine it later. Um, and then just like have that as the core because uh, influencing is a lot of work, right? Like you, if you're creating a podcast, you gotta you can't just create one podcast and call it a day and, and be like, hey, I got a podcast really successful. You got to keep creating. Like you got to create another episode. You got to create another episode. And you're going to hit roadblocks that get in your way. Uh, and if you don't have a power enough why, then you're not going to overcome those or you're not going to have the power to push through. So I think the biggest thing to focus on first is to just come up with a why that is, has enough passion so that you can overcome those initial barriers to maybe people backlashing about you. Like, oh, well, if I start sharing, I'm, people aren't used to seeing me sharing. So you know, what should I do if they don't like it? Uh, so, you know, if you don't have a power enough why, then you're just going to shut down. Like I had a guest who, uh, David Patterson, he's from That Dude in Blue, a YouTube channel. He's got over a million subscribers uh, and he's got over 250,000 uh, Instagram followers. Uh, when he first started his YouTube channel, he's reviewing cars and he reviewed his Mustang before he sold it, posted it on his local car forum, this community that he loved. Like he went to every meet. He had just like talked to everybody. He loved that community. And everybody is backlashing him. Like he got tons of hate. So he just starts this thing, he's passionate about it, gets all this hate. And then luckily his, he talked to his dad. His dad's like, you're going to get this. If this is something that you're passionate about, I would just push through and keep going. Luckily he did. And now he's very successful at what he's doing. But if he, if he didn't have that powerful enough why to push through that kind of barrier, then he would have never made it. That's, that's very true. And you, you made me think about my days in graduate school, actually, I, I remember there were a number of people who were in my inbound class, my cohort, who were there because their parents, one of their parents made them go. <laughs> and so, you know, they didn't last very long because it's, it, it was difficult. And so, but I love what you said, that if you don't have that foundation of purpose, it's very easily, it's very easy to get lost or discouraged and, and ultimately quit. So that's, that's an outstanding tip, which I think is foundational for anything you're going to do, whether if you're listening to this, whether you want to start a podcast, whether you want to start a business, or even just being a good spouse or, or parent, understanding your why and your values is absolutely key critical to having that rock solid foundation for whatever you're going to do in life. So thank you for sharing that, Jeremy. Uh, any, other, any other key tips for developing a brand early on? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Obviously, the why I think is the most important. It's why I've got my podcast called Why Influence, drilling into why people are sharing. Uh, but the next step would be uh, to sort of choose the platform that's right for you. So in order to do that, you have to, you know, again, go back to the why, but like, you know, what kind of people are you trying to influence and why are you trying to influence them? Uh, is, it, is it someone like who you were in the previous life that you've evolved out of? And is it, is it that person or... To someone that you know, identify like an, an avatar of who you want to impact. So that's one thing. Another thing is like, who do you want to build connections with? Like with podcasting, gives you the opportunity to have conversations with people that maybe you would never have that opportunity with before. And especially people that could be levels ahead of you in certain things. You can reach out and say, hey, I got a podcast, let me interview you. Uh, so it opens doors to build connections. So you sort of, you know, think about who you're trying to impact, who you're trying to build connections with, and just like, you know, are you trying to sell to corporate people or general consumers? And then that'll help you choose what platform to start with. And it's best to just sort of choose one platform to start 
and do it well, and then you can evolve out from that. So if you choose podcasting, okay, well then who is it that uh, is your ideal guest? Like who is someone you want to build connections with and someone that you like a community that uh, are levels above you, I think is a good strategic way to look at it. And then you're going to be impacting people who are at your level or below or even above as well. Um, so then looking at those communities. Uh, and similarly, if you're trying to do something on a corporate clients, you may want to share more on LinkedIn. You know, maybe that's where you want to be or, or Facebook or create YouTube videos or Instagram or TikTok. Like there's so many different platforms. So just find out where your audience, ideal audience is hanging out and then uh, just start with that platform. And you can always repurpose content too. So you know, podcasting has been good for that for me because you can take a video, chop it up, post clips to Instagram and, and LinkedIn. Uh, you know, there's a lot of repurposing of content that you can do, but I wouldn't focus too much on that to start. I think you just choose the one platform where your audience is going to be at and, and just like start there. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you, and I can't wait to see where you'll go. Makes total sense. And so I, I do want to jump into the Why Influence podcast. So <laughs> as we mentioned in your introduction, that you, you just you felt like you had this hidden wisdom, this hidden knowledge, and that there's a lot of people that are out there with, with hidden knowledge. So talk to us about you know, you've interviewed dozens of some of the top influencers in the world. Talk to us about some of the experiences that you've taken from that, some of the strategies you've learned from them, and maybe some of the kind of overarching themes of uh, what the top influencers do to be successful. Yeah, sure. Um, well, again, like I really drill into people's whys, and it's clear that you know, all these giant influencers and very successful people I've been doing it for so long because they have that powerful why. So that's very consistent. Uh, a lot of times it's to help people shortcut things that they've experienced. Uh, so if they struggled with something when they're younger in life, it took them a long time to overcome and they feel like they could shortcut that for other people. That could be a powerful why for a lot of people. Like for me, like I, I was pretty sh like introverted. I didn't want to share, uh, but I just, decided to. So when I did my podcast, I started out just asking questions, getting answers, asking questions, getting answers. And then in post-editing for the first three episodes, I gave myself permission to go back and re-record myself asking every question when I spoke. And that made it so like it ended up being a good exercise because uh, like I got to hear, hear how I felt like I wanted to ask questions and grow through that. Uh, but I also felt like I had high, high standards to live up to. I'm, I'm someone who's interacting with some of these people that do nothing but influencing and speaking for a living. I mean, Twitch streamers, I feel like are some of the most vulnerable people because they're literally live all the time. And if they make one mistake, they got to be able to move past that. Uh, so I think that, you know, the why is obviously really important. Consistency is huge. Frequency, especially nowadays, is big. If anything, I think that, um, you know, people may argue in other ways, but I think that 
frequency is more important than quality or consistency with how things are right now. Uh, like I've, I've had a YouTuber, uh, Joe Rady from Rady's Rides. Uh, he's, he reviews cars as well. And he's, I, I messaged with him the other day. He's recording eight car review videos per day right now because he's worried that coronavirus might shut things down and he's not going to have the pipeline of content. But he's, he's, build, he's putting three car reviews videos a day to his YouTube channel. And just the quantity of co- content he's putting out there is just so much. And I think that's, you know, you can get burnout from that, obviously. So I think a powerful why, again, is going to be like, nobody else can do what this guy does because he's so passionate about this one thing. Like, I could not do it. You couldn't do it. So I think that, again, it just all goes back to the why. Just like, you know, find your why and then find the platform and just start sharing and just keep going. Uh, if you find a message that actually Devon Brown shared this, he's a, an event MC for, uh, for Tony Robbins, Russell Brunson, Dean Graziosi. He uh, did a, a, li- a live internet event that he emceed with over 200,000 people live where he was emceeing it. Uh, he said that if you find a message that touches people and makes an impact on people, then you're ripping people off by not going as big as possible. So essentially stop ripping the world off and go bigger because the, there's someone out there that needs to hear your message. And if you don't go big enough, those people aren't going to hear it. I've never quite heard it put that way, but I love that because it, it, it almost puts it as a responsibility that if you have a message that you think can really impact people, then you, you have an obligation to try and go as large as possible with that. Um, I'm curious because I, I, I know that the coronavirus has impacted everything that we're all doing. What are some of the pivots that you've seen some of the top influencers do to adjust during these times? Uh, well, obviously, having more time is giving people time to share more. So frequency has been picking up with a lot of people. Uh, I've seen uh, a lot of influencers sharing their workspaces because a lot of them have been working from home or have some kind of setup. Uh, so I've seen some that have created several videos of their home setup or specific things that they don't normally share because it's valuable to not just people that are influencing, but people that need to have that space at home where they can just like work and be disconnected from the rest of the space. Uh, so there's a lot of frequency, uh, would probably the biggest thing. And then people, uh, that wanted to write books, have more time to write books, or if they're trying, if they've got a podcast and they want to create YouTube videos, they're they're finding that they're going to be trying to create content on other platforms or putting systems in place. You know, you, you're a big systems guy, so like maybe like things have been a little bit inefficient, so people are trying to uh, create some more efficient workflows for how they're sharing or how they're working with their video editors or audio editors. Um, so I think that it's a lot about creating more. Uh, content is probably the, the bigger thing. And I, I want to take a step back and revisit something that I, I think we didn't dive deep enough into. You mentioned that, you know, this was something that was very uncomfortable for you, kind of putting yourself out there that you know, in front of the camera, you would have somebody else stand in as, as the, the, the picture. <laughs> you know, you didn't cash that check for four years that your wife wrote you. For somebody listening to this who either because they feel they need to or they want to create something, but they're going through a lot of what you described. They are very self-conscious or maybe they consider themselves to be an introvert. Talk to us about 
some of the tips that you and, and perhaps other influencers that you've interviewed have directly put into place to overcome some of those issues? Yeah. Well, it's all about stepping stones. Like you can't just jump to like way out of your comfort zone and, and be okay. I mean, some people can, but in general, the idea is to find where your limit of your comfort zone is and then operate right below that. The more that you operate right below that, you're still within your comfort zone and your comfort zone is going to keep raising. So I learned that myself uh, basically through like I, I do uh, car drifting. So, but I've never like spun out or crashed because every time I would take a turn, I'd go a little bit faster, a little bit faster, hey, a little bit faster. Explain, explain car drifting. Cause I don't know what that is. <laughs> and maybe other people don't as well. So what, what is car drifting? Sure. Uh, so in a real drive car, when you, when you have a high powered real drive car, you can spin the rear tires. So if you go around a turn and you push the gas and you're spinning the rear tires, the car will go sideways. The idea behind drifting is to have control of your car while you're going sideways around turns. And if you do it on like a course, you might be able to hold the drift uh, sideways around one turn and then immediately go into the next turn and hold the drift there. And where I learned was back in college, I used to go out in these dirt roads at night and just like, you know, if you make a mistake, there's trees on both sides. So, you know, the, I learned an environment where it's not really ideal for that. But each time I'll just go a little bit faster, a little bit faster, a little bit faster. And that allowed me to ease into pushing my comfort zones and then end up like learning a skill that was way out of my comfort zone without having to make any mistakes. And I sort of attribute that. I use that a lot in life, just in general. I think that I applied that to like sharing. So the podcast, for example, I mean, I was in Toastmasters for... For two years, I was doing uh, mastermind groups for two years, and I uh, started sharing more just in general. And then uh, with the podcast, I tried a low barrier of entry because I gave myself permission to re-record myself every time I spoke in the first couple episodes. And and I did an audio-only podcast, so I wasn't on camera. I didn't have to think about you know, being having my face out there. It was just it was just my voice, and it was a voice I had control over in post editing. So for me, it's the lowest barrier of entry to start sharing aside from like blogging or writing, uh, which a lot of people do too that I've had. I've had uh, a lot of podcasters start with writing and what they found is by blogging, they were able to become more vulnerable. So then when they started the podcast, they had already shared some really deep and vulnerable things. So it it enabled them to uh, start off with uh, good success because the whole idea is you want to be authentic and vulnerable when when you're online and sharing. Another guy, Mark Metry, he's got a podcast called Humans 2.0. And it's a very successful podcast. He's got tens of millions of downloads. And he would do an exercise where he would approach people in the street and ask them, hey, like, ask them for the time. And so he'd do 10 people a day. Hey, what time is it? And get the time from people in the street. That helps him overcome like the weirdness of approaching random people. Then after he got comfortable with that, Hey, what time is it? And then get directions to somewhere that's nearby, even if he knows where it is. So, like, there's all these practice moments where he, okay, well, what time is it? Where's the location? How are you doing today? And just like, you know, these stepping stones to overcoming the barriers to sharing for him, that was a, a core uh, step to get him to eventually build up the sharing on his podcast. Love that. I, I, you know, it, it's like if you've never been a runner. And you start by running for two minutes and then add two more minutes and two more minutes. And, you know, you're really not pushing your comfort zone. But after a month or so, you're running for 
miles and miles at a time. I, I think that's such great advice. Right. Uh, just really quickly, you know, we've talked about some of the things to do. Can you talk about some of the potential pitfalls that you see people make as they're establishing brands? Yeah. I mean, the biggest one is not starting soon enough. I mean, there's not a person that I've talked to that said that they didn't wish they started earlier. I mean, maybe in circumstances, they can look back and legitimately say they couldn't. But most of the time, it's some kind of barrier in the way. I'm not comfortable with how I sound on on audio. or I'm not comfortable being on video. Or maybe people don't want to listen to what I have to say. Uh, There's a lot of uh, barriers that are in your way to starting. And I think that that's the biggest thing that holds people back is uh, just to start. Like It doesn't need to be perfect. Uh, I had um, Elaine Fluker. She's got a a daily podcast where she interviews people. And she said that uh, people want perfect. They don't want, uh, people want authentic. They don't need perfect. And I, I think that's so true. Like you just need to be authentic. If you're making mistakes, that's okay. People want to see those mistakes. You're human. Uh, so I think that's just important to start and then keep going, make those mistakes and then just evolve as you go. Let me think of a, a book by a friend of the show, Chris Kermistos, who has a book called Start Ugly, which is exactly describing yeah. what you just said. Just, just start. Yeah, he was a guest on my show as well. Uh, outstanding. Yeah, he's, he's an awesome guy. Uh, so, uh, the, the, Jeremy, this has been awesome as I knew it would be. Uh, we, we are at time and you've shared a lot of great value with us. But as you know, I ask all my guests one single question and that is, what is your biggest helping? That one most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today? Yeah, I, I mean, I would say that you know, your voice matters. You've, you've got hidden wisdom inside you that other people need to hear. And, you know, just start sharing that with people and seeing that that has value. And once you start seeing it has value, just think about how many people are out there that don't have that or aren't hearing it. So it's really important to just figure out something that helps people and makes an impact. And that is something that's inside you. It's that hidden wisdom. And then just start sharing it. Like if it's just a text post on Facebook and you just start small, I think that's fine. But uh, just when you start, just keep going and keep and keep sharing. And eventually you'll get to a point where you're going to start hearing from other people where they're saying like, Hey, you know, this made a big difference for me. I didn't, and you get, you know, unintended consequences as a result. People start telling you how big of an impact you've had on them for such a small share that you did, because it's something that maybe is nothing to you or minimal to you, but you can change someone else's world. I love that. Jeremy, tell us where people can connect with you and find the Why Influence podcast. Yeah, uh, it's just Why Influence everywhere. So W-H-Y Influence. Uh, it's at Why Influence on Instagram. It's Why Influence on YouTube. It's whyinfluence.com. So if you go to whyinfluence.com, W-H-Y influence.com, you'll see the podcast on there. I've got a page that has all the social media links and then a contact form. So I'd love to you know, hear from you. If anything I said today was it's valuable, then I'd love to just hear maybe like what I said that resonated with you or, or just anything. Fantastic. And we'll have uh, the links to this podcast and everything Jeremy Siegel at his show notes at thedailyhelping.com for this episode, as well as in the Daily Helping app available in Google Play and iTunes. Well, Jeremy, this has been great. I, I You just came in and just crushed 25 minutes <laughs> of really good value and information that people can use now because I do know a lot of people are trying to figure out alternative ways to get their message out there because they want to, because of these times, 
either create a business or have more of an impact that helps people because we all need help. So thank you so much for coming on The Daily Helping and sharing that wisdom inside of you with all of us. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Richard, thanks so much for for having me as a guest. And if, if you don't mind me uh, shouting out, I just had you as a guest on my podcast. And if, if you are enjoying the show with Dr. Richard, you'd like to hear about why he's sharing here. Uh, there's an episode uh, about that on my podcast. So feel free to check that out. Absolutely. We'll, we'll link to that as well in the show notes. So again, Jeremy, this was great. Thanks for coming on. And, and also to everybody who chose to check this out as well and spend part of your day with us, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you like what you heard, go subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because that's what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go do something nice for somebody else today. I know we're just sitting in our homes and we're sheltering, but we still have the power of connecting with somebody that we haven't talked to in a long time and letting them know how important they are to us. Do something great for somebody else today. Post in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping and let everybody know how you're making that difference because the happiest people are those that help others. 